0: You're listening to The Real Reading Podcast.
1: We apparently live in a society where people who go to festivals need to be told that putting their sleeping bags down the toilet is not a, not a very
2: good idea. Did you ever watch that programme, uh, Hunted, on Channel yes. 4? Yes, that was brilliant. Did you see brilliant. the yes. one yeah. where the guy came out of Reading Station yeah. and chased him all through Reading yeah. all along the canal and eventually caught him at the funny Yes, ground. that was Brilliant. Hello.
3: Hello!
4: I'm Hugh Fort.
2: I'm Rachel Nemeth.
4: And I'm Tom Canning. And welcome to episode 38 of The Real Reading Podcast with our special guest this week, Duncan Andrews and Russell Clements from Hickey's Music Store, that Reading institution that we spoke about mm-hmm. uh, probably just over a month ago, maybe slightly longer than a month ago. Um, coming up on the show today, we've got the usual features, including what we've been up to, uh, and Fort explains it all, which this week is about, Hugh? Uh, the Station Hill Project. Station Hill, Friars Walk. Friars Walk, yeah. By another name. Okay, we will come back to that a little bit later on. Um, a little bit of admin. Um, you can check out our new podcast index with all the major talking points on past shows at www.inyourarea.co.uk slash news slash RRP index. Uh, and if you want to get in touch with us, here's Jeremy with the details.
0: Get in touch with the team. Find us on Twitter at RealReadingPod and search Facebook and Instagram for Real Reading Podcast. You can also email getRedding at reachplc.com.
4: Thank you very much, Jeremy. Um, We got sent this week, just as our sort of opening gambit, we got sent this week um, a very brilliant, amazing present in the post, didn't we, Hugh? We did. It was addressed to Lucy Thorne, but we've nicked it for the purposes of the podcast. Yeah, it it was for the team. It's not just for her, unless it's a, a bribe. <laughs> we can't be having bribes. It's not a bribe. <laughs> <laughs> so Rachel isn't aware of no, this. I've Rachel doesn't this. know what this is. So Hugh, do you want to reveal? There. Yes. Is
1: this? So this is this is it. The big <gasps> So wow. that is the sound. It's a plastic for because we're, this is audio. I better explain what it is. It's a plastic box filled with gold bullion, which is I believe is the of the chocolate filled. Variety. Yes, the the proper kind of bullion. And it's also Got a. It's also got an inflatable parrot inside. Which also. I'm most interested in. So it's pirate themed. So what we should actually do is go and bury it somewhere. <laughs> it's and a treasure chest. So and then make a map where X marks the spot.
4: And on it, it says, so it's from um, the team at Escape Hunt Reading, which I believe is a brand new escape venue in, uh, where is it? I should have looked. Uh, it's in King's King's Walk, Walk, which is the place where Caffeine and Cocktails is. Yeah. Um, and that so Escape Hunt they've sent us this and it's, they literally honestly you know you get those little bags of chocolate coins at Christmas this is I, I don't know there must be a, what 50 bags of those in here it's ridiculous oh, yeah. There's loads of them yeah. loads of chocolate and that should last us at least a day yes <laughs> so on the on the little thing it says crack the code for a taste of Blackbeard's treasure using a local prefix um, if you get stuck tweet us using hashtag Escape Hunt Reading and it says, please share a video of you unlocking your bounty on social media. See you soon, Maharty. I should have done that in a pirate accent, couldn't Maharty. Maharty. Um, escape hunt reading. So, uh, the plan with this is we'll ever think about what the prefix might be.
2: How many, um, how many digits? It's three talking?
4: digits. So, okay. we're not quite sure. Um, the obvious one that Hugh and I tried was 106. But that's not really a prefix. And it doesn't One, work.
2: What's 106? The points, the oh, record okay. points yeah, yeah, yeah. total.
4: So it's, it's not so, a prefix okay. and it doesn't work. Now, what we're going to do with this is, because we need to share a video, we're going to do a video, a quick video of us trying to get into this after the podcast. Okay. And we're going to do it very, very quickly. But it's, I'm just trying 106 now and it's definitely not 106. So we we'll have to have a think about that throughout the podcast. It's got great radio, this. Yes, well, yeah, that's why we're going to do a video afterwards. Oh,
2: I'm just going to be thinking about that now the whole time.
4: That's good, that's good. So you'll be able to watch our video on our Facebook page, Real Reading Podcast, and our Twitter page. I think we might even periscope it, so you'll be able to watch it anyway. Either way, per- all good fun.
2: Periscope?
4: Well, it's the kind of nautical theme, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> almost very good. Do you know what? I had, this is almost as bad as last week when I realised that Double Barrel Brewery was... Uh, Based on both the fact that the the two people that ran it had double barreled surnames, and Clever. also, you know, a barrel is a beer-related. I knew the beer-related barrel oh, thing. Oh, did I miss the track it about was the that Dole. last week. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so, so I met and, somebody
2: who'd in the pub who'd been to the
4: kind oh, of opening. Oh, really? Of oh, the thing. opening night? Yes. I really wanted to go.
2: He'd but, had a lovely time.
4: <laughs> I just couldn't. I couldn't find anybody to go with.
2: Oh. Because it was all. Bad. Anyway.
4: Okay, thank you, guys. Uh, on to what we've been up to this week. Hugh, you have been what? What have you been doing? I've been watching MasterChef. This is yeah. So you haven't actually had to go anywhere, which is right up your yeah, strata.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. I've been allowed to do this at work as well. just nice, uh, Okay, so spending my work time now, watching, now, watching MasterChef. Have, why is this? It's because we've got a good old local boy is doing extremely well on master chef local name, boy done good his name is matthew ryle he's, he's um a former pupil of theel green school who did his training at lauterland reading's only michelin star restaurant and has been until recently working at a london restaurant which is called isabel in mayfair and he's now on masterchef the professionals showing off his incredible looking dishes actually he really does look like a really really talented chef um i i i can prove this because he made two of the blandest most boring vegetables (laughs) around which are cauliflower and broccoli oh god into things it's it's a three, three.
2: were well, there sprouts in there as well no
1: sprouts No, he's not he's not, <laughs> he's not he's not he's not miracle work, yeah, you know. but yeah he made, he made them three ways and,
4: um, I want to add him just wowed on the judges just for that comment
1: <laughs> who uh, Marcus Waring who's a, a very high profile London chef and Monica Galetti, who is also a very high profile chef I believe worked with Gordon Ramsay and Greg Wallace, who's a grocer, a, 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 a green grocer, <laughs> a professional like, man who likes eating. I think he
2: particularly loves a pudding. Yeah, he loves a pudding. Yeah. He loves, a pudding. He
1: loves a pudding. He loves a pudding, and um, they really like him. And if you watch him, he's twenty-four. And he's young. Then. He's very young.
2: Yeah,
1: he's a good-looking chap, and also he has to do this incredibly high-pressure cooking task where everything can go wrong, and he just sort of. You know, he just sort of walks around the master chef kitchen as if he's cooking beans on toast at home, doing this incredibly pr- precise cooking, and it doesn't doesn't break a sweat. Doesn't ever. His voice never Does changes. You feel a bit
2: inadequate, Hugh. And he's, he's twenty, he's I thirteen. Boil an egg. He's
1: thirteen years younger than me, and I I take two and a half hours to cook a Jamie Oliver fifteen minute meal. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yes, I'm jealous, but I'm actually very much enjoying following his progress. Um, he is. He is on again tonight, which is Wednesday, yeah. last, which is last Wednesday. Yes. Um, we struggle with this, don't we, desperately, with time. We do. Time. We're working out <laughs> when the podcast comes out. Um, and it's a semi-final tonight, last Wednesday. Okay. So it could well be, by the time the podcast comes out, the final will either have happened or be looming. I... Don't know when it is next week. <laughs> you do surprise me. <laughs> uh, but he's doing. He's doing really well. He seems seems like a very nice lad in the communications I've had with him, and we'll have to see how he Great. goes on. Looking
2: forward you to it. Have Been to Lotterland. I
1: have been to Lotterland oh, twice.
2: Wow! Look, at yeah, you. I went when I was I've a kid with
1: my uh, uncle, who's a food critic.
2: I am aware of him. I
4: think yes, most people are aware of, of him. him. Yes, yeah, so he um, yeah. he took me. I said that slightly slightly disdainfully, <laughs> but it's mostly because that sort of food just does nothing for me. That's sort all. Of little tiny portions yeah. are incredibly oh come loads of them though
2: like 7 yeah. Yeah, 10 courses I mean it's what
4: like 15 pounds a course or something ridiculous I think lots, it's uh, a
2: fixed menu isn't it like it's still about it's 150 good. quid a head well, that's okay. what I mean but, yes but it is a Michelin yeah, star if
1: you don't have wine it becomes more um, <laughs> more reasonable but last time I went was about must be about 10 years ago it's very good mm,
2: okay I did good. hear a fact recently uh, whether this is true or not my source is reliable. Um, like the restaurant. <laughs> no. Well, so La- lauterland has got a star. And then we've got a few others around, not in Reading, but like the Fat Duck and um, the one in...
1: In Marlowe. In
2: Marlowe, the Hand and Flowers. Yes,
1: I've been there too.
2: Um, but do you know Manchester hasn't got one? Yes,
4: that is very true.
2: Isn't uh, that weird? Yes.
4: Yeah, that is weird.
2: you just think...
4: It's absolutely true, that
2: well I don't know how this has happened no. neither does and Manchester
1: every year and we're not going, every year, we're not going to dive in to crude no. stereotypes about people from the north and not liking vegetables no. and things do like that <laughs> <food>. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um, yeah, don't do that because it's not true Rach what have yeah. you you've been somewhere quite special
2: I have although I, I did say to you earlier that I've doing these podcasts is uh, forcing me to evaluate the variation in my life because (laughs) I I do just keep talking about the same things over and over again but I don't feel like my life's monotonous but uh, no clearly clearly it is because we see it on paper every week exactly (laughs) so this week um, with my fellow Caversham Rockies uh, in the choir We went and performed and recorded two tracks at Abbey Road Studios. Wow. Which was as amazing as you would imagine it to be.
4: Just smell of history.
2: Yeah, and like everybody that works there is so ingrained in the music and has these stories about things that have happened there I mean, like to put it into context, we went into Studio One just to warm up and do some some vocal exercises, <laughs> <laughs> and we warmed up singing along to the piano that um, Lady Madonna was recorded oh, on. Went, this isn't. This can't be real. <sighs> I think they
1: would have got a new one.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, it's a legendary. They hero. can't have much money. <laughs> um, yeah, so then we went and recorded a couple of tracks. We had a producer called Kipper. Yep. Um and then a, a really good sound technician guy called Stefan I think or something like that. But it was all it was very very professional. I don't think before we re- went we didn't realize that it was a, like a real thing. We yeah. <laughs> thought we were just going there for a, you know, the experience of it but it was all recorded and we sang um a piano accompanied version of Footloose. Okay. Which was which, is the one which you've been was been practicing, really yes. good, yep. And then we also did "Living on a Prayer" by Bon Jovi. We do do that, one, <laughs> um, but not that day. Oh. <laughs> uh, we did that at the Christmas party last night. Um, but we did "Alleluia" as well, okay. which, when they played it back to us over the um, the sound system, which is obviously yeah. an incredible sound system, we were just sat there like. That actually can't be, <laughs> <laughs> that cannot be us. We, we cannot sound that good. Um, well, technology can do well, wonders, like, can't it, really? We were thinking yeah. Christmas single, for sure. Oh, a bit we like a charity. One. Christmas yeah. number one. Charity Christmas number What's the, number chari-
4: one. What's the chari- was this for charity?
2: No, it wasn't for anything, just, oh, right. um, it was just for the experience, but lovely. if we released the single, then we could do it for a local charity. Lovely, anyway. lovely,
4: lovely stuff. But it was
2: awesome.
4: Oh, I'm glad you had a good time, Rach.
2: I'm still buzzing. I'm yeah. to, like, I can feel myself getting excited just talking
4: about <laughs> it.
2: I want to go again. Um, me, so...
4: What have you been doing, Me, me well, uh, not a lot, as it happens, but um, I, I did get annoyed last night because, well, last night, so that would have been last Tuesday. Here we go again. Um, <laughs> so I had to go and get on the bus from St. Mary's Butts, and it's always busy at St. Mary's Butts, and if you're getting on the 26, you should always get on from the station or Friar Street, because you'll definitely, definitely get on, but I, I just thought, oh, I just want to get further ahead, um, and there was a big queue for the 26, and um, so I, I was I was waiting for the 26, and it was a, big old, I was a big queue, bus came along, and I was the last in the queue, but everybody was going in, everybody was getting on the bus, and I thought, right, we'll be fine. I was just about to step on the bus, and the guy closed the door on me. He <laughs> <It> was the <gasps> only person stood there. Did he
2: not even say anything? He
4: said, bus full.
2: Oh.
4: I mean, it was quite it full, was but full. surely could have. Anyway, so this wasn't really to have a go at the buses, because if the bus is full, the bus is full, I guess. But it did make me walk home. And it's about a sort of a 35-minute walk. Town and town
2: centre. And, yeah,
4: and I do need to do a bit more exercise. It's
0: quite far. But,
4: it just I, I forget how much I enjoy just walking, especially sort of along the Bath Road. There's some incredible houses along there. There's some incredibly enormous old, old houses along there. And it's just just really lovely, and that was just sort of a slight uh, turning a negative into a into a positive. But still, I would have rather gone on the bus. But it was yeah, just nice.
1: there are a lot of a lot of very interesting, uh, very interesting architecture around. There yes. is a lot of very interesting <laughs> architecture down that road, I've done you often notice it because you en- inevitably end up in it either stationary or going very slowly yes. down that road a lot of the time because normally <laughs> there's normally gas works or Thames yeah. water digging up that same stretch again
4: well, it's it's for your own you know so you can explore the environment okay. around it. that's you why think they do it it's it so, yeah, yeah, water I it. yeah They're, it's a heritage project yeah. <laughs> i see
2: if we're talking about transport can i ask it, like, a travel etiquette question yes go on then. so I was up in London earlier mm-hmm. today. Last Wednesday. Last Wednesday, on the Tube, on the Jubilee, um, and two friends, older ladies, yes. got on. One of the friends took the seat next to me and mm-hmm. there wasn't another one. Mm-hmm. So I stood up and said, would you like my seat? Because I'm getting off at the mm-hmm. next stop. Lovely. And also I thought she might want to sit yeah. by her friend. She took the seat, and then the two of them sat there in front of me and um, sort of moaned about the rudeness of that I was insinuating that they were old enough to need a seat offering to them. I'm sorry, I was like, I don't know what to do with that. I, I can hear you.
4: <laughs>
2: yeah. um, but I, I was trying to be nice and considerate. Well, can you sit next to uh, your friend. I, I so just maybe keep... do I not give my seat up?
4: I think I would always... ask them how old they are and then <laughs> yeah, make a Are it you decision. retired? I think I would always... Are you
2: past 75? What's the cut off? Yeah.
4: I would always err on the side of being polite, Rachel.
2: Even if it gets even if you they are, old
4: about with an polite You were very polite and I think that's marvellous, so well done. And I don't even mean Thank that patronisingly. Just... I, I want to say words that I should, really shouldn't do on, the, on our podcast, but just... No, just be polite, just be polite, that's fine. Just you, be polite. you were right by being polite. Yes. Which is Thank a you. nice little rhyme. If anybody disagrees, you can always at us on Twitter. You do have to be a little bit careful.
1: Um, I remember we, we once referred to someone as, as elderly in the, in the newspaper <laughs> who, was, who was very much not elderly, and they rang up to complain, and rightly to complain. Um, so so people of... of a certain age want to I imagine want to be as independent as they, as they can be yeah. but I think in this particular situation that they perhaps didn't react in the best way
4: to an act rudeness. of kindness <laughs> yeah.
2: rudeness
4: thank you guys uh, now it's time for Reading Fact of the Week Reading Fact of the Week Time for a fact now from our recently discovered book uh, around Reading in 99 or so facts. Um, Hugh, what have you got for us? I've got a very interesting
1: political fact that I think. Who knows oh what, who knows what a, bell, a bellwether is? Not a clue. A bellwether. Great, <laughs> stop laughing. <laughs> it's not rude, is it? No. No, okay. No, no. A bellwether is a constituency which is an indicator of who is going to win a general election. Right. Oh, okay. okay. Reading West.
2: What is it
1: called that? I don't know. That's not in the book. Okay. <laughs> the book doesn't say, therefore I can't give you a factual answer. Um, but Reading West is a bellwether. Every party who has won Reading West has gone on to win the national election. And with what seems to be quite a strong possibility of an election coming fairly soon, due to the general disarray of the, the national uh, the government at the moment... We should be looking in the direction of Reading West to see what happens. If, um, oh, okay. if Alok Sharma, as he has done quite a few times now, um, keeps his seat, we can look, f- look to another Tory government. And if that seat changes, the likelihood will be that there'll be a change of government. So
2: Blimey.
1: look to Reading West for an indication of, um, of how the, uh, the, national, the national picture is every
2: who is his uh, Labour counterpart Uh,
1: in Reading West is the is is Rachel Eden I believe who is a councillor on Reading Borough Council she was recently named the parliamentary candidate for the Labour Party and I couldn't tell you who the other candidates for the for the local parties are, I'm afraid. I'm not sure if they're even already.
4: So, thanks, Hugh. Um, that is the end of part one. Um, we will be back for part two very, very shortly um, when Hugh will go through his latest Fort Explains It All.
0: This is Fort Explains It All.
4: Welcome back to part two of, of I was going to say Fort Explains It All, but welcome back to part two of The Real Reading Podcast. I'd be happy if you changed the name to that. <laughs> um, Hugh, we are talking this week about Friars Walk. We promised last week we would have a little bit of an update on Friars Walk or Station Hill, whatever the name of it is going to be. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so what's happening? What's the latest? So the latest is that um, some... Sorry, just to, just to interrupt you, just to explain, Friars Walk... Uh, Station Hill was the area of development where uh, Friar, it's sort of almost a walk through from Friar Street down to Garrod Street, yeah. Street and Reading Station, it, isn't it? It's
1: yeah. a long for anyone who doesn't know, which I don't think there are many people around Reading who don't know what Friar's Walk is. But it's a long, empty um, shopping centre where I think CNA was
4: there one, yes. once upon the a yeah. time. Uh, it's been empty for years, for at least ten years. If you want a, if you want a, a point of. Uh, I suppose a, a, a landmark, it's the, it's the area where the, uh, the Knight's armour was in uh, A2 Supplies that yes. we had on a couple of weeks ago, so it's that, it's that area. So yeah, sorry Hugh, about sorry about that Hugh, um, so what's happening, what's going on? So we, we
1: were trying to find out when it might be demolished and um, there's no indication of that. However, there are some clues emerging um, in that there is some sort of preliminary work. Our uh, friend, the urban explorer Callum Cromwell has taken some pictures and sent them to us sort of um, some work going on around the, the sort of back of the development, um, which suggests that it is being prepared. Um, because I went around Friars Walk a few years ago, and it's still got a lot of the shopping centre stuff in it. Still got um, the, uh, the play area, for example, is doing <laughs> there with creepy. the balls in the ball pit. It's very oh, creepy. Wow. Yeah, um, there's an there's an article um, on our website. Showing us, showing us going around there, which is very—it was a really cool experience. quite, but it's quite alarming. And they still got. It needs. It basically needs stripping out, I think. And there's quite a lot of work that needs to be done before it can be demolished. Was it
2: where the zombie thing was that yeah. in there
1: as well? Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was it. And I think that's why they chose it because there was there was still stuff in there. It wasn't just. Yeah.
2: So it was like a proper abandoned town. Yeah. Yeah. Due to a zombie apocalypse. That's so, it.
1: So there's there's some work going on. Um, the. Shops have started to leave, so Balmarche bon has gone. Yeah, that has closed. My mum will be sad. Your mum will be sad.
2: Yeah,
1: and that's closed, and they are the company is directing people to go to other other stalls. I think there's one in Thatcham, and I think there's one in Woking, something like that. Yes. Um, A two, your friends have good closed. Good boys, good boys. Yeah, and, but they are they've moved to somewhere else in Reading. They're at Shore, what's it called? Shoreguard Storage.
4: Yes, Shore
1: Save, something, like yeah. something like. Forget what it's called. Sorry, but it's in Cow Lane. It's that that one oh, in Cal yes. Lane by
4: the bridge. Oh, so um, yeah, okay. Safe store. Safe store. So we, we could be here all day. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know uh, the contents of safe. my house was in there for six months, but I forgot <laughs> what it was yeah. called. Safe store. I'll safe put it store. Down. Okay.
1: So so that's happening, and then there's the savers shop as well. Yeah. Now this is slightly interesting, and it gives us an indication, perhaps that. Um, Maybe the demolition isn't quite as imminent as we think, but um, we were told that Savers isn't going to close until March. Okay. Um, but we, that wasn't confirmed by anyone other than someone who worked there. So perhaps we'll have to wait and see on that one. I don't know quite know how reliable that, that particular source
4: is, but that's what we were told. So, Do we have any indication of what's going to go in there at all? In that area, when it, that area, after the dem- demolition,
1: yes, this is quite complicated because um, there is planning planning permission in place for the whole area, but the um, there is more planning. There's a what's called a scope application, which is um, it, it's sort of f- from a developer which suggests the amount, the numbers of things. So um, the the amount of homes is in one. There's, there's two blocks. One block would be between 150 and 300 apartments, and right. the other block um, would be 100, between 170 mm-hmm. and 190. And um, there would also be leisure, what's called leisure and retail space, which is going to be unknown shops and, uh, and leisure to be decided at a later time. So it could be a cinema, or it could be. I'm just speculating, yeah. I don't know. But that sort of thing cinema or bowling alley or something like that maybe a
2: huge number of apartments (laughs) it's a lot of apartments really build up build up really high build up really high
1: yeah and um it's quite a quite a big area we'll
2: be able to watch it happening yeah yeah we can watch out of our window window. yeah
1: um but this this suggests that if if they want to change the agreed um plans from 2014 i think they'll need to go through the, the planning um the planning system again. So we'll have to keep an eye out for that. This is uh, scope. The scope is like a, almost like a preliminary so is that, is that discussion. Gone That's there. Yeah. So that right. can be read. And then, yeah. Um, so is it,
4: do you know when there's a decision on that at all?
1: Uh, probably quite soon if it's, they don't take quite as long scope applications as they do the full planning applications. So I will, I will, I will have a check and see what status that is. Um, and we will go from there. Scope application is submitted to the council to get feedback on the environmental impact of the pan, plant and usually proceeds a full, full planning application, is what I've written in, <laughs> in that story. <laughs> Just to Thanks, explain. So they going to put some leisure stuff underneath as well as
2: retail. We yeah, it. so that... So a bowling alley would
1: be... Bowling alley would be great, wouldn't it? Good shout. Um, because
2: we lost the one that was up so where essentially, under where IKEA yeah. is now.
1: Essentially the whole rather dingy area in Garrard Street which I've just pointed to because it's across the road (laughs) from our office it's over there Um, guys and um, uh, up to to close to the station and uh, in Friars Walk will eventually be knocked down and and turned into something quite fancy how Uh, far
2: along does, does it come as far as Sainsbury's or not
1: Sainsbury's is—it's basically next to Sainsbury's—is the sort of cutoff point. Title. Sainsbury's was going to be knocked down and turned into flats, but that's not happening anymore. Um, so we'll have it's to wait.
2: Quite new stuff above it, mm. hasn't it? Is it student? It's the student stuff? flats next to yeah. it. Yeah.
1: It, yeah, we were. I've been sitting looking at it for quite a long time, working out how they would have, how they would have redeveloped <laughs> that building as well, and um, <laughs> the the logistics behind demolishing Friars Walk seem to be. Ex- Look to be extraordinary, <laughs> so we'll have to wait yeah. and see how how they go about that. And you will imagine that will lead to road closures and town being shut off
4: and all that sort of thing. So yeah. potentially could be see. quite an exciting twenty nineteen in that
1: area. It could be, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I mean, it'll take years. Oh, years of course, to build, yeah, but um, it's just an empty, a great big empty shopping mall, yeah. and it has it has been there for ages. And so, yeah. to, no town wants that. Possibly so,
4: one of the one of the few large. Areas in the town centre that could be, aside from maybe the civic, the old civic site, but
1: yeah, and yeah, there are plans in, not not official plans in place, but there's a master plan um, in place for that as well, which which we could see coming to fruition too in um, in 2019. So yeah, quite exciting times. Mm-hmm. A bit of the, a bit, of the, a few of the dingy areas of Reading could get a bit of a
4: bit of, bit a, of a knockdown. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, you. Um, that was great any questions on that to to Q um, if you want to drop him a note on Twitter you can always at the podcast or you can at Hugh what's your Twitter uh, at Hugh underscore four I think yeah I think it is That's Isabel. Sorry, I don't actually know cheers Hugh thank you <laughs> um, now it's time for our interview with Duncan Andrews and Russell Clements from Hickey's Music Store uh, roll the tape <laughs> Hi everyone, I am here with Duncan Andrews and Russell Clements from Hickey's Music Store, um, Hickey's Music Store on Friar Street. Hi guys, how are you doing?
3: Hey there, mate.
0: Yeah, How are you doing? Doing good.
4: Very well. Have I got your names the right way around yeah, this time? You yeah, have, yeah, nice one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody just tuning in, I've had a real struggle with uh, with people's names when we were just sort of preparing this. So um I do apologise, it will probably go horribly wrong halfway <laughs> through this. So, it's because there's two of us, right? Yeah, it's the throwing me, it's, messed it. It's throwing me right off. Although obviously, I did go to to uh, go to the new brewery a couple of weeks ago and there were two there and that was it was throwing me as well. It's normally just me and one other person in a room and it's all you know, it's a life. So I've come down to Hickeys on Friar Street. Um, I'm in your main office. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. Loads of, no musical instruments in here, as far as I can see, which is massively disappointing to me. <laughs> <laughs> However, when I look through the window, we're upstairs and there's a load of pianos and all that kind of thing out there. So um, tell me about yourselves. How did you get involved in Hickeys? How did you start working here? It feels like it's a bit of a labor of love, a bit of a passion yeah. for both of you.
5: Yeah, definitely is with here. Um, was it? I've been here probably four, coming on five years. Yeah started off as an apprentice just in music retail and then just worked my way up to store manager but especially with kind of like this place it's you're here because you love yeah. you love it and you love the idea of it that's that's kind of the main thing and it's the same with a lot of the staff here as well
4: what it what is it about here that you love which which aspect if you can if you can nail it down to just one thing
5: <laughs> i can yeah i've had a lot of practice with this <laughs> um it's the family style community music shop yeah it's something which i love a lot about this place and i love to kind of push with it is that it's not corporate in the day of a lot of corporate companies you can come in you can chat for an hour you can chat for the whole day if you want to you can come (laughs) and jam out um if you want to buy something that's great yeah but it's just a very friendly atmosphere for musicians you know you the whole point of it back in the day especially when i started was i would go into music shops and I'd want to chat to the local yeah. guy or girl about what, what the best gear is or what he's playing or what she's playing yeah. um, and just learn a little bit more about it rather than kind of walking and be like, yeah, you're going
3: to buy that. <laughs> Russell, what about you? I mean, I, I, I've been about the same sort of time, about five years yeah. here and I started here as a teacher as part of the oh, music okay. school and I still teach here quite a lot now so I teach guitar here and in addition to that I also... I'm a social media and SEO consultant okay. as well on a Wednesday here, but as Duncan quite rightly said, like as time went on, I got more and more used to the fact that this is such a community-based shop. Like musicians tend to love to congregate together and talk yeah. about a whole host of things. Yeah. And as time got on, like that, I became more and more entrenched with the culture of Hickeys, and this place is just wonderful. And you know, we have so many aspects to what we do now that it's just really interesting, really to keep on top of it all. So,
4: is it the kind of place that um, it, it's an awful lot of regulars come in here, or is it is it do, do you just do you pick up a lot of passing trade that kind of thing?
5: It's a it's a bit of both, but there are a lot of regulars though. Um, we have, and it's it's funny because we still see regulars. Yeah. Say start off maybe even recently where they'll you know they used to come in and be fairly quiet. They'll then yeah. have a chat with one of us, and then before you know it, they're here every day. They're here on the lunch <laughs> breaks. So they're here just to <laughs> chat, just to see how yeah. our days going. Um, and we end up becoming a kind of almost friends with yeah. a lot of the customers. Um, but of course, being being down kind of Friar Street as well, where you got the rent station just down the yeah. road, yeah. you pick up any you know, yeah. loads and loads of kind of random people just walking past. You want to have a look at a music shop? Why wouldn't you? So. <laughs> yeah,
4: exactly. So you've got so it's a, you're on Friar Street. You're probably on that end of Friar Street that's probably party party Friar Street. <laughs> how does yeah. how does that mix with with because there's I think there's an estate agents. Um, you know who haven't paid us any sponsorship, so we're not going to mention them um, but there's a, there's an estate agents with some rather nice windows Christmassy yeah, windows at the um, and there's you guys and I, I'm struggling to think of other any other sort of independents or oh, there's the Photoshop anyway, yeah. we could go on but how, how does that work with sort of being in party Friar Street as opposed to kind of maybe on Broad Street or somewhere else
5: I mean it has its difficulties because of course Friar Street used to be the main street which yeah. everywhere everyone yeah. used to go down when you had the old um shopping mall as well down the road yeah um but then when the oracle opened everyone moved to broad street it it moved over to there so i mean it has its difficulties that you're not going to get as much flow as you would down broad street but it's quite nice because then it offers that kind of slightly quieter shop yeah where you're not going to have as many maybe random people coming so if you are coming in to maybe want to try uh, a piano or a guitar or any kind of instrument you want to just say like, sit down quietly. You know that at yeah. some point in the day there will be a quiet stage and yeah. you can come in and you can sit down and it's almost then like playing
3: at home. Mm. Is is what I like to kind of think about of as. That's true. The environment is quite good for that. Yeah. And because we're so close to the train station. Yeah. We do get visitors who specifically mm-hmm. come for a yeah. specific product that we're we're offering or whatever. So, that in of itself yeah. is quite useful. To be fair.
4: So. I mean t- talking about people coming in here and playing. I don't know if this has been picked up on the po- on the on the microphone at all but there's somebody out there at the moment just tuned in away. <laughs> they have been doing so for about the last 20 minutes. Yeah. Is that is that normal? Is that what you can just come in I mean oh, I yeah. can't play the piano I'd love to be able to but
5: Yeah yeah I mean uh, I think the longest we've had kind of people is actually a couple of hours. Um, <laughs> right. where they come in, and then you you know you do your business for the day. Yeah. You go to lunch, you come back, and you check, and you're like, oh wow, they're still here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it it's got that because a lot of um, I mean, all our pianos are open. Yeah. Upstairs, uh, the guitars downstairs. We have ones which are on stands, which people can kind of just pick up and play. Uh, obviously, some of the other ones are locked yeah. up on the wall, but we do have them there because people do come in and just want to sit down and play. Or they've got, they're have got they on a lunch break and why not come into a music yeah, shop and just would, play
3: out? Absolutely. Some of us go to the pub. Some of us yeah. go to the music yeah, shop. I can it. I can see how that would be appealing. And it's nice to have an accessible music shop. Because I've thought to Duncan in the past where we've, we've potentially gone to other music stores when we were younger. And we didn't exactly feel like we were the, necessarily the most welcome mm. sometimes. Mm. And there's always like this pressure of, like, are you, are you going to buy something or something? And just to have that community feel in a shop I think is really important. Yeah. Does that... How does that work in terms? So, I guess in terms of sort of, I suppose,
4: how does that work in terms of a business model? Because if you, so you might, I, I might ask, sort of, if you've got people coming in and playing instruments but not actually buying anything, does it, does it build up to them eventually buying something, or or is it just, is that just okay?
5: Yeah, I mean, you're having because that is a, a very kind of valid point with that, and kind of having that thought when we were especially thinking about what we wanted from this place. It that did come into it, but you're having the confidence in a the products, yeah, yeah, and also you're having the confidence just in your customer base that if you do offer you know friendly service, you offer great information, and just somewhere where they feel comfortable, especially in something such as uh, the music industry, then you want to be that kind of when they you know uh, string breaks or something (laughs) like that, they go where am I going to get another one from rather than kind of. Tap away yeah. on a keyboard real quickly. They go, oh, I know exactly. I'll go and I'll go have a chat, I'll go have a coffee or something like that. Yeah. And they come in and then come see
3: us. Almost just sort of put some time aside to go and yeah, go yeah spend that's a little it, bit of yeah. quality time because it is an experience. Though. Yeah, like, as we, as we previously discussed, like you want to talk to people, you want to get their sort of experience and knowledge about stuff, and and yeah, like it is more of a shopping experience than anything else. Yeah. Okay, so
4: um, let, let's let's just think something quite popular at the moment. I'm just wondering so obviously you've got Elton John is just doing the John Lewis advert mm. at the sure. moment has that does does that sort of thing does something like that in the popular uh, popular <laughs> oh, sphere yeah. have an effect yeah, on yeah,
3: yeah. from the, both teaching and also from mm. sales as well like, yeah. it depends what's going on like the waxing and waning of popularity of the guitar. I'm sure when Ed Sheeran was massive. Yeah. Yeah.
4: <laughs> like, oh. like honestly, like, only, only, fly he's, fly he's, out. Probably,
3: he's probably slightly less massive than, yeah, than it was. And this is it. I think it's just the wax and wane, right? Yeah. I mean, you have more experience with this being on the front lines.
5: Yeah, I was. Like what you're saying with Ed Sheeran, when he put his new album out, yeah. you suddenly saw travel guitars fly out. Right. It was everyone came in and wanted a small, three-quarter size acoustic guitar <laughs> and then, like, you'd see them buy it and then... 10 minutes later they're out on broad street jamming out getting busking money back and <laughs> yeah. then they've made their money back before the end of the day so wow but it was great like that was a really great time to kind of be in with that and see that kind of phase yeah. go through because it, it was i saw so many people playing out on broad street straight away afterwards <laughs> um but that was one uh the ukulele phase kind of right. came yeah. in and went yeah. out last summer that was um there was a lot of ukulele clubs in reading going on yeah um i mean i think it's a huge huge community with the ukulele you've got a lot of (laughs) older generation a lot of newer generation all in these big clubs and they play venues all over the place if i remember
4: rightly i think that i think we've done some stuff not on this podcast Mm. particularly but on get reading in the past there's there have been ukulele features and all of that kind of thing so um so do, do you have to kind of plan ahead for that? So Did you get any idea that this stuff's coming, or is it just, oh, blimey, uh, we better get a load of tiny guitars in?
5: It's a yeah, it's a little bit of both, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, one especially the Queen movie, which just came yeah. out. Okay, um, have not seen it yet. No, me. I do want to see it though. <laughs> I've been told it's great. But um, but with that, so you know the Queen movie's come out. Yeah. You know yeah. it's how much kind of like budget got put yeah. into it, so you know it's going to be big. Um. So getting Brian May guitars in would be almost a <laughs> yeah, must for yeah. something like that. Getting the Queen songbooks and yeah, things like that. Yeah. Getting anything which kind of someone goes to see the movie and goes, oh, you're actually, yeah. yeah. I've always fancied something like that. Yeah. You can kind of see that coming. Things, uh, other phases though, depending on it depends on who's in the charts, and of course that changes yeah. kind of weekly and All things time, like that. You you have to then keep up to date with yeah. what's going on.
3: Yeah, and you can kind of hear news on the on media and stuff like that as mm. to what's kind of trending yeah. and you know if a certain manufacturer comes out with an awesome new product like mm-hmm. we te- we're we quite enthusiastic about a lot of stuff because guitarists as well as musicians in general like they get really enthusiastic about what they love and it's like we, we're just as hungry for gear as <laughs> yeah. anybody else so like we're, we're always looking for like the next new cool thing yeah. so like we as pundits we want to try it out so the fact that if we, if we do ever get stuff in we're like oh that's great and yeah. then we can recommend it to people and it's quite fun actually. Yeah, I mean there's been
5: plenty of times where Russell's come in in the morning and I'm like guess what came in yesterday and we go running over to the box and <laughs> yeah. go find oh, out. Yeah, all the it time. is, it's exciting for us yeah. and that I mean especially when I first started here that was one of the most amazing things and I think a dream for most musicians yeah. working in a music shop is yeah. you're the first to see the new stuff which comes out. <laughs> so when a box <laughs> arrives you open it up like it's Christmas. <laughs>
3: that's true that's completely true yeah that excitement and the buzz never goes yeah Yeah. absolutely i wanted to ask a little bit about uh the the classes you were talking about yeah you you run
4: music lessons music classes learning to play the the piano
3: guitar yeah so we have like a music school that's associated with with our on-site reading store yeah because we technically have two stores we have one in Tiverton and we have one in reading as well yeah yeah um do you but, commute between the two quite a lot well we we have two we have two separate teams that right. work on that but like the music school element is associated with our reading branch yeah. it's, it's literally situated above our Okay, here and so we have loads of classrooms there and we offer like piano violin woodwind and guitar ukulele whatever lessons and yeah we have like a team of teachers that that do all of that and that's quite cool because then it kind of feeds into the normal business part of it and yeah if any trends or any recommendations are going on, then it all kind of fits together quite nicely. Mm-hmm. How so? How do you how do you get onto one of those courses? Where where are they advertised? Ah, so it's like so they're, they're advertised online as well yeah. as like other places, but they're essentially like one to one classes and not like oh, courses really? per se. Right, it's like t- tutoring more so than yeah. like lecturing. So yeah. everything's like one on one, and it's ad you know it's based on like your weekly slot and. You know, your students come in and you yeah. do new stuff every week, and it's loads of fun. Okay, so are they are they are they, regu- are they well booked up? Is there a sort of a waiting list for that kind of thing? It depends on the instrument, right? Like again, it kind of waxes and wanes <laughs> with the popularity of what's going on at the time. But like, yeah, I, I mean, I've been teaching here now for about five years, and I'm pr- pretty booked. But other days in the week aren't necessarily as yeah. popular. But yeah, no, it, it, it's you know, I have enough students that. I'm quite up <laughs> in the week now, so that's quite fun and you know, marvellous
4: really. So what what are your what are your instruments, both of you? What what is it that you love to <laughs> The main
5: one is guitar. Yeah. I've been doing that for about eleven years now. Um dab in and out of ukulele bass, okay. things like that. But yeah, the main one is guitar.
3: And I'm exactly the same. Like anything with a fret I tend to love. So like yeah. guitar, ukulele bass, I wanna get into mandolin. Just as another cool fret instrument, and you're feeling that you're like, (laughs) and yeah, and obviously I teach all of these as well. So like, and you you, we're both guitar nuts, I think. "Ah, uh (laughs) But like, we have all of our team do different things. So like, we're just representatives of guitar, and we're quite biased. Yeah, but like the rest of our team love loads of different things, and we have dedicated piano people and. It's um, So I was, this isn't the BBC. We don't have to have
4: someone on from. Piano, no, I know. I just wanted to represent. Yeah. I just wanted to represent the like, <laughs> really,
3: and Just make it new, like nice and. That's n- not just neutral. the guitar store, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, we forget that, right? Mm-hmm. I think me and you live in guitar world so much that that's the case. But yeah, like yeah, we. I mean, our piano guys are really yeah, into it yeah. too, and like we have some great piano teachers, and we have
5: just like we were saying back on the. Um, customers coming in as well we have some great people coming in and just sitting yeah. and playing yeah. you know you'll stand there either behind the counter or helping them and just be like wow have
4: like you um you talent. might you might not be able to divulge this so have you got any a famous regulars
5: famous regulars
4: or you know even just occasionals
3: <laughs> see you're 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 way more into i would, <laughs> yeah. I would not know because i'm no, screwing myself not, away i don't
5: know. not like a name off the top of my head Fair enough. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Yeah, not that I can name. Off they will come top in disguise. Look, right? yeah, look at this. No, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> that's a very political answer. That I can name. I don't want
3: to be held to it. There's so. actually a conspiracy here all along. That we've <laughs> and
4: so, my my colleague Hugh, on the podcast will uh, will admonish me if I don't ask about a particular scene in Wayne's World. Yes. Sure, where they go. Oh, into we know the, the scene the, very and well. And so, so they so they, and they go into the shop and they're she looking at the buying. guitar. <laughs> yes, <laughs> do do. do <laughs>
5: no do you, does that
3: does that get recreated? Something like that get oh, recreated? Oh, all, the time, all, the time. all the
5: time. I mean, I quote Wayne's World in here.
3: So. <laughs> I think we've done it a lot of times. We, yeah. like, I think the staff like have to have like, knowledge of yeah. Wayne's World in order to work. And, and I, I have,
5: have used the no stairway um, line as well quite a few times.
4: <laughs> <laughs> do you want to give it a go? It's the uh,
5: no stairway. Denied.
4: <laughs> 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 nice.
5: But yeah, no, it's... Uh,
4: What's the what's the what's the Wayne's World style guitar at the moment? What's the one that that you look at and go? Oh.
5: It's still the one which is in Wayne's, World. it's a Fender Strat. Because oh, Fender just Strap. did a bunch of stuff. They just redid that whole guitar line from from their Mexicans to the Americans to their custom shops. They just redid everything, mm. um, and they're pushing that really hard at the moment. So everyone's coming in for the new yeah. Fenders. Um, so it is actually That's well it's timed, the, man. It's that was the like exact same one as
4: the uh, of Wayne's World. <laughs> it's the one point where he's actually been useful to me on this entire podcast. So <laughs> yeah. That knowledge of Wayne's World. There, you go, there. Man. go, you go, You win. He's, he's earning his cash there.
3: But speaking of the Wayne's World thing, I sometimes think that our YouTube show is a bit Wayne's World. It is a little bit because like it? me and me and Duncan, we also co-host a YouTube channel for Hickeys where we do like gear reviews and right. stuff like that, and it's got a bit of a Wayne's <laughs> World vibe to it. I must say. <laughs> It was quite informal, and we're just talking. About we'll pop a link into that because I think that might be worth a little uh, nice. a little look.
4: Okay, at. Yeah. If you want to share with me one of the one of the one of the ones you'd be quite proud to to show to the public, well, at least the eighty people that listen to the podcast. So that Squire one, was yeah, the Squire yeah. one was awesome. We had
3: great fun of that. It was a it was a very one tongue which, in
5: cheek. I mean, it's very really cringe worthy, but we did a Christmas one. Oh, don't know, no, <laughs> like not. that. No, like, I don't like terrible. to watch that back. But it's like it's <laughs> like a forty-five minute of just me and Russell in like Christmas outfits, trying to. I'm gonna go and find this.
3: Yeah. No, sorry, no. Sorry. I have no pride left now. No, no. no, why did you say that, like man? It's okay. I'll
4: just... I'll change the subject. <laughs> um, I just want to talk to you just before we sort of wrap yes. it up. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me about like you know what you make of Reading. Are you are you Reading locals? Mm-hmm. Are you we born here, bred here? Not you born are... here,
5: but uh, been here for pretty much most of my life. It's it's strange actually because you say about kind of reading being like that. A lot of people have mixed opinions on reading, Mm. but funny enough, every time I leave Reading for a certain amount of time, you come back, you see the train station, or you come back through there, and you just suddenly feel at home. It's really weird, and like yeah, I'll come out in and out of kind of Reading a little bit and be like, you know, yes, there are other places, but it's always that feeling that when I go away, come back, I kind of miss this miss this place. There's, a, with Reading Festival, of course, you've got a really kind of decent music mm, scene. Yeah, true. There's a lot of talented people out there in Reading, especially. And I find it's it's a fairly friendly place as well.
3: I I would tend to agree with you there. Definitely. Russell, what about you? I'm, I must confess, I'm not a Reading native. That's okay, you're allowed. <laughs> <laughs> you can't can be born like, in I other places. I'm not allowed to leave now. you just like, uh, uh No, so I, I come from Oxford. Which <laughs> oh, okay. is not that far away in all fairness. But like... I mean I've, I've lived in quite a few places in the UK now and, and London and stuff like that and it's an interesting location where Reading is because yeah. it's kind of connected to so many places Yeah, I,
4: I travel a lot for work and yeah. I find that
3: it's just ideally located for going anywhere you absolutely. want absolutely and like every train tends to go through yeah. Reading to get yeah. to like yeah. certain areas too so it's like I mean the location is great and it seemed to punch above its weight in terms of certain aspects of it as well like the music scene's pretty cool like <laughs> yeah. the music seems very cool like the nightlife seems quite fun and like, yeah, it still has its cultural bits too, mm. which I think is really important, and has a sense of identity. Then,
4: uh, aside from Reading Festival, there's some great fest- there's some great little festivals as yeah. well. Aren't there? Oh, there's, tons there's, of there's, there's there's absolutely loads of them, and um, we had Pete Wheeler on. We've had him on a few times. He does the music for the podcast now. Sure, um, but he did. He does. He organises. He helps organise Ready Pop. And oh, unfortunately, yeah, didn't, get to, go, yeah, I didn't yeah. get to you know go. I didn't get to go this year. Well, there's also the Are You Listening festival. Yeah, yeah.
3: I've yeah. been to that more than a few occasions. That's a great one.
5: I mean, as well, you have got BBC introducing down at yeah. the Purple Turtle, yeah. which I mean, that gets held yeah. almost every couple of weeks and things cool. like that. Which, yeah, there's a lot of kind of good acts and things
3: on that And I think the more that you learn about reading, the more that kind of thing comes up. To yeah. you and mm-hmm. you're like, oh yeah. The gosh. more you're here, the more you see. I find. yeah, that's a good yeah. that's a good way to put it. It makes a lot of sense to me. Um, just before we wrap up, is there anything you wanted to? tell the listeners? No, I mean, we got loads of stuff going on.
5: Yeah, I mean, the main thing, really, is because, of course, like you said at the start, Hickey's has been here a long
3: time. How Very many years time? is it? Hundred... Over 154 years. I have the I wondered yeah, when you were going <laughs> to refer to me. <laughs> <so> <laughs> it yeah, <had>. so <laughs> like, like, I mean, and this is, like, in all seriousness, like, it's another reason why I love this place, is that it is a bit institutionally. And yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's been here for so long, like, since if we're thinking about 1864 is when when this place was started, it's yeah. still here. Yeah, that's just incredible, it's really, crazy, isn't, isn't it? It really is.
5: Yeah, it's, it's come a long way as well since the days of selling pianos and also electrical equipment. <laughs> <laughs> we was like machines. a fridge in there. Yeah, a, things yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Man, We've got like, adverts to downstairs. To have a look before you go. Oh, out. We will. have They're like a little museum wall. of Can like I'll like get a papers, pictures yeah. and like papers
3: and, and stuff, and like we even have like a little is it a toy moving bus? Yeah, there
5: is. Yeah, we used to have like a Hickey's bus which went round and things like that. But yeah. The main thing really is, because it's been there such a long time, and it has had the kind of name for it mm. as it's kind of come in and out, of it's just cool being brand. that like old music shop, which is always there. Yeah. Um, but the main thing is that we've actually been, all of us here, have been working really hard to kind of renovate this place. We've been doing uh, a lot of kind of stuff in store and just changing about this place, which not many people realise, because of course, they might kind of come yeah. in whenever with things like that. So this is the main kind of message we've been putting out this year is hey, we're, we're doing something big in here and it's worth coming down and having a look. Uh, you, I'll have to show you some photos, but we used to have grey slap wall, which went all around the shop. It was just grey and blue, which uh, when it got put up was great for its time, but obviously as <laughs> yeah. times evolve, it's not really the thing. And what is in right now, and especially what I've seen a lot of shops do, is they, especially local running ones, is they kind of put brickwork up. Mm. Now... Not every shop is lucky enough to have original brickwork. Now, we have the original one (laughs) in there. So me and the uh, managing director of Hickey's, we've been kind of putting in some evenings and some Sundays and weekends. And we've been knocking down the walls back to exposing the original brickwork. Um, And we've completely changed downstairs now. So it's all completely looking brand new. You've got the original brickwork on the wall. You've got some kind of feature uh, reclaimed wood walls and things yeah, like cool that. Got some cool lights going on it as well. Yeah, <laughs> got the I love the lights. Yeah. So it's it's really changing and it's going to continue to change over the the course of like the next couple of years. Great. Um, and we're going kind of back on what we said is that homely music shop Mm. we want it to be the original brick we want it to kind of have some sofas in here and things like that where you come in and it almost feels like an an old shop but not an old shop kind of style thing um, but it's it's looking great I mean I'm absolutely loving the way it's looking <laughs> it's kind of like the most exciting thing I, I talk about at yeah. the moment about all the renovating going on and because it's, it's well it's it's done by us here we haven't gone and hired yeah. anyone to come in and do it like we're putting in the hours and doing it all ourselves because we all believe in this place um, and want to see kind of a good change with it so that's the main thing which we're trying to just push out it's just for people just come and have a look yeah. we did like a paid Instagram post just to push it out there for some people at Reading and we have people coming in being like I saw this and uh, just want to say I like the brickwork I really like it and it's like thank you so much that's great
4: <laughs> Duncan and Russell thank you very much for You're coming on welcome. the podcast yeah, thank pleasure you. to meet you guys Yeah, yeah. thank you very much thank you So that yeah, that was Duncan and Russell. Um, I went up to see them. That was a few recorded a few weeks ago. But those two guys, they were great. We went into the back office of Hickey's. um, So our new microphone setup that we've got came from there, and just showed like a few things just went oh that's all that's for so like the microphone has a big uh, that we have it was it used to sit on the table so that's why you can't hear any tapping anymore because we're not sat at a table um but they, you know they, they know that they really know their stuff and um as you will have heard uh there was some terrific wayne's world chat on there they get you know like when you the, the scene when in, i think it's the first one when um when they go into the store and they they look at the, the guitar and stuff. You know, there's plenty of Wayne's World going on in, in that store um, they also have their own uh, YouTube channel which I will put in the notes that's worth go- worth going and having a little watch but it was just great they're trying to build a little community there so you can just go in if you want and have a tickle the ivories or uh, or you know uh, bang out a few notes it's uh, it's rather have you guys been in there recently no, because I that was that was the uh, first time I'd ever I don't been. Play in an there. instrument
2: anymore. Oh. Not since I was no, but school. I think
1: I am going to go in there because I just like looking at guitars. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, not, one of my long term aims is to get to get myself a drum kit. So they, when I, I'm planning my midlife crisis fairly early. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> so because they, they're they're really I mean they're really like working on their on like the the whole uh, atmosphere in in the store seems really quite quite special. So. That's, you know, that's really, really nice. Um, we are, yes, we were gonna, I was going to do a random question, but we're going to have to cut it a little bit short today because we've got a time limit before an alarm goes off and the last thing I want is um, uh, an alarm to go off at the end of the podcast. So um, just a, a little bit from Jeremy, just to tell you how you can get in touch with the show.
0: If you enjoy our prattlings about Reading, and if you've come this far, we assume you must be, please hit subscribe on your podcast app to get the latest episode every Monday morning. You can find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod and search Facebook and Instagram for Real Reading Podcast. You can also email getreading at reachplc.com. Thanks, Jeremy. Uh,
4: If you know anyone who you think would be great to interview for the podcast, please do let us know. The only prerequisite is they must live or work in the town and most importantly, they must love Reading. Um, That's it for this week. Um, Rachel, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for dashing back from London for us.
2: I I dashed. <laughs> I was I was quick giving up my seats oh, and running and good. I was just desperate to sending get out
1: sending pies. irritated old people flying into. Oh. Yeah.
4: Did you uh, did you oh, yeah, I don't let's not get into it. Hugh, thank you very much. No worries. Um anytime. <laughs> it's only once a week <laughs> we hopefully ne- in next week's podcast we should be able to tell you about our Christmas special podcast which um, looks like it might be quite special so um, hopefully uh, we we'll have some news on going to
2: jumpers? I think so Christmas why not Christmas jumpers why not? that
4: day. Um, no mm, yeah I think so yeah. I've got some antler ears we need a wear. Yeah. yes I like it I'm fun enough
1: mm. I don't need to wear a prop. <laughs> I don't need to wear props to be fun <laughs>
4: Uh, next week, um, we should have an interview with the guys from Honest Burger.
2: Oh, is that where you went the other week? I'm
4: um, going there tonight, which is Wednesday, but last Wednesday when the podcast's out. timing by me. It's like Back to the Future. Right yeah, here, isn't it?
2: Oh, I'm losing track.
4: Um, so the, guy, the guys from Honest Burger will be on the pod. Um, I don't know if they know I'm going to do this yet, but I'm going to pop along and uh, getting, have, some, have some chats with them. Um, so we will see you in a week's time.
3: Bye.
0: Bye! You're listening to the Real Reading Podcast.
1: We apparently live in a society where people who go to festivals need to be told that putting their sleeping bags down the toilet is not a, not a very good idea.
2: Watched that program, uh, hunted on channel 4 Yes, before. yes, that was see brilliant. see the yes. one yes. where yes. the guy came out of Reading Station, yes. chased him all through Reading, yes. all along the canal, and eventually caught him. Yes,
4: down. that was brilliant.